Welcome to the BF Crime Bulletin. I'm your host, Paul Squires, thankfully now free from the man flu that was affecting my voice last week. And each show will be bringing you all the latest news and info on BF Crime's rebuilding in 2016 to get the club back to where it belongs in Norwegian football. Welcome to episode 5 and in tonight's show, as the Bjerkrein players and staff are enjoying a well-earned bye week and have had no games since last week's show, we'll be looking at something a little bit different. We'll be giving you a behind-the-scenes look at Bjerkrein's training methods and routines. And to do this, who better to discuss this with than the Bjerkrein manager, Paul Wandless. Hi Paul. Hello, thank you for having me along again. Thanks for joining us, mate. Oh no, I appreciate it, appreciate it. Okay, so Bjerkrein don't play a game this week, but that doesn't stop the hard work you and the players are put out on the training ground, does it, Paul? It doesn't, no. We've had um, one session last night and we're going to have another session tomorrow night. Okay, so Bjerkrein are on a professional team, so all the coaching, coaching staff and players have a regular job like the rest of us and have to fit in training around this. So I'm sure it can limit the preparation time that you'd like to have with a team before a game? It definitely does get in the way, and obviously we'd all love to be doing this full-time and training every single day. Um, we've got the hard time at the minute where a lot of our players are also in higher education, so they're also studying for exams, which have been last week and this week, so a lot of players have been missing for recent um, sessions and matches. We've obviously took a blow in recent games as well due to this um and next Monday's match is a prime example of um, work getting in the way. I'm actually due to be working until the exact minute the game's due to kick off, so I've had to find someone to change shift with. So it just goes to show that even the manager's not excluded from these problems. No, no, I had to speak to my boss. <laughs> Ask my him boss nicely. My other job, get some time off. <laughs> Ask him nicely then. Okay, so um, the team usually trains two evenings a week. How long would you say each session it normally aims to be? Um, they're about one and a half hours long each session. Okay, so a, a total of three hours a week, and then the game, uh, you know, of a of a Monday or Tuesday. Um, how many staff support you with each session? Um, it's normally just myself and Roger sometimes, but again, due to work, um, Roger's quite often missing at the minute. Um, so quite often it'll be just myself, and like last night we had Roger with us, with myself helping. Obviously, organise the players, which is nice. Brilliant. Okay. And the training ground that you, 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 well, obviously train on, it's a 4G pitch, so the weather doesn't affect things too much when you do get together. No, no, the pitch is perfect. Even in um, torrential rain, which we had over the winter a couple of times, um, I was playing on the pitch. It, do, it doesn't slope. It's, it's perfect. There's no problems with the weather. Brilliant. Okay, so Bjerkrein's budget for training equipment like balls, cones, even like the rope ladders for, for, for the legwork, that's clearly be significant so smaller from teams that we see each week on the TV. Do you feel it's a massive issue or do you think that a lot of the equipment that they have is probably just a bit fancy expensive equipment and not worth the money? I think you, equipment's always nice, isn't it? Um, we can't go throw money around to buy new equipment all the time. That's... That's um, pretty obvious. I don't think any club wants to just throw money left, right and centre. Um, sure. But I think the more equipment you have, the more you might end up using. You might only use it one or two times. I mean, normally we end up using the cones are out all the time. The bibs are out, obviously, separate teams. And mm. um, we use things like um, long poles, which we have for the players to either run round or imitate a defender, for example. So you have not the players... Not used for hitting them or anything like that for when they're not playing well. It, it's sometimes, but I can't deny or confirm that. Um, 
I'm sure one of the players might step up and answer that for you. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to the actual training itself, what kind of warm-ups do you get the players to do and, and how long do you spend on that? Um, warm-ups about 10 minutes. It's um, pretty simple, to be honest. It's um, across the pitch, um, doing things, doing your, your um, dynamic stretches before you get going, getting across the pitch with your knees and your feet and working sides and just getting the, getting the legs moving, getting the blood flowing before the before we get them working hard. And then the final warm-up is with the ball. Um, and it's the, the old simple one of getting the circle with one man in the middle. Sure. Um, and just pass it on. That's the final part of the warm-up after they've done about 10 minutes on dynamic stretching. Okay, and so training itself, what what do you find is the focus? Is it more time with ball at your feet? Is it set pieces? Is it mini games? What what kind of exercises do you feel you get the most value out of in, in that short space of time you have with the players? I'm starting to think you're a bit of a scout for the opposition next week. <laughs> um, what we'll do is we'll go back a week and we'll discuss what we did in that session because sure. I don't really want to be discussing what I'm doing this week too much. <laughs> um, but the main thing we've been working on a lot is the ball control because, as I've said before in previous podcasts, we hate to play football. Um, sure. it, it, I don't like the get the ball from the defender and kick it up to the striker. I like to, to work the ball up. I like to make sure we dominate in possession. Sure. Um, the first few weeks at the club was all about structure. I spent me, many sessions focusing solely on the defender's side of things, um, about showing up the team in terms of structure from the back going forward. Um, and we slowly worked our way up. The players all know the roles, um, the back four, making sure they stay in line. Um, the person in front making sure he's always available the midfield again making sure when you look across the line you can see the whole midfield sure. um, all, all about structure and after that we've focused a lot on ball control and ball play it's all about getting the ball passing it short quick passing um, and just working hard at the end of the day I want to see everybody leaving the pitch knowing they gave 100% Brilliant, of course. Okay, so then we'll, we'll come away from the actual exercises themselves, not to give the opposition any hints or, and tips or anything. So outside of training, what do you ask of the players outside this or what are your expectations in terms of um, the diet, the running, looking after themselves, even things like no sex the night before a game, which is uh, normally discussed within football. Do you feel that you've got a fairly professional group of players and can you trust them to keep the work going between your training sessions? <laughs> I've honestly I've never asked one of them if they had sex last night before on, the, on the match day but just for you I'll do that before Monday's game um, in terms of um, what I ask during the week you can actually if you go on to bjackrinefootball.com um, on the airlag section on the left hand side which is the men's team um, if you go on the calendar you'll see a calendar which I put together and um, it has our training days on but also it has Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday as set as um Athletic training, basically to go out and do some exercise, go for a run, um, go to the pitch and just run around the pitch a few times. Just keep yourself fit. It's just about keeping your legs moving and making sure you're fit for the following week. Brilliant. So you might not actually be physically spending the time as a group, but the, the guys know and they have that structure for their own training outside of it. Brilliant. Yeah, th Thursday to Sunday, it's all individual work. It's all just keep yourself fit and fitness is definitely improving week by week.
Yeah, you can definitely tell that with the performances, as you say, each week and each game. Um, so if you want to see more on the team's trainings, you can go over to the club's Facebook page. There's actually a couple of videos on there from when Paul has done live streaming of, of some training sessions. Um, actually, you did one last night. How did you feel that went? Um, it was okay. It wasn't the it wasn't the best session, if I'm going to be honest with you, in terms of um, the final part. Um, the drills we worked on, I did see some um, some nice things. Um, so that part of it I'm happy with, but at the end we did a little 7v7 match. Um, and it, it could have been better, I'm not going to lie to you. And I think the, the players know that, which I think that's the best thing about it. It's not about where it is about what I think, but it's um, <laughs> it's all about when the players leave the pitch, I want them to leave and know that they are happy with what they've done tonight. Sure. And if they leave the pitch knowing that they could have done more, um, then that's what I want. And they did leave knowing that they could have put more into that 7v7 game the passing could have been quicker um, yeah. we need to be drilling the ball into each other even during a practice match because at the end of the day you, you haven't got time to stroke the ball with each other in a match Sure, and and those training sessions are you know few and far between, so there's there's little time to correct correct exactly. issues or anything like that. Okay, and and there may be a chance that you there may be another little live stream tomorrow's training session. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. Um, again, it's going to be the match at the end because again, I don't want to be um, live streaming the drills that we're doing, especially with the match coming up. Sure. Um, there will be some drills recorded. Um, all live streamed one of the two i can guarantee that but not when we come up to important match which sure. is a must win game entirely understandable definitely entirely understandable okay and obviously whether we, we you can do it tomorrow night or not there will be more of those live streams coming soon so keep an eye out on social media okay so up next we've got Vargas. Um we host them in Vicasor on monday night is there anything specific you wanted to concentrate on training um as i say without with Without giving too much away because the guys had a lot of confidence from last week's game so there was maintaining that as well the main thing we're going to look at is putting the ball in the back of the net um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an important part of the game now um, <laughs> no we, we're playing good football we're definitely passing the ball better each week as the weeks go on we're looking better and better and better um and I do think that we stand to put a really good starting eleven and a bench together when the players are available. Um, so I am looking forward to the game. We are going to be working, as I say, on just that final third, just getting that that last pass, that last um, finish, just making sure we can we can capitalise on the chances we get in the game and make sure we put them to the sword. Brilliant. Okay, not wanting to put you on the spot or anything, but obviously with three draws from our three home games. Do you feel that this one is the one that could get us our first one of the season? I do, I do. Um, I think we've had three tough away games, um, top three teams in the league. Vagnos are currently sitting in fourth place. Um, but we are a good side and we have played better than the results show. And as you know, we've obviously drew our, all three of our games at home mm. in the league this season. Um, so we're unbeaten, which is something to take. It's a positive to take Absolutely. into this. Um, then, when you take into account that we are now fit, we are now playing a lot better football. We are we have now developed as a team. Um, the starting eleven for myself as well as the players is coming together because the first three games and onwards, I've still been deciding in my head the best position for sure. certain players. So. I think we're getting to that point now where we are ready to put them three points on the board um, and I think this is going to be the game. 
Okay, fantastic. All right, you've just mentioned then about um, when we have the whole squad available and it, it takes us nicely over to the next section. So this break that we've had this week will have given you a chance to have a good look at our injured players and assess any kind of possible return date. So I just wanted to run through a list of those players on the treatment table and, and how, basically how their recovery is going, Paul. So first up is um, is Roger Bratterberg, who injured his knee and is out for the season, but he has offered to support you with his role of assistant manager. Yeah, I think Roger's finished, um, not just for the season. <laughs> He's really? going to love me saying that. Um, yeah, I think he, I think Roger, we spoke actually on Monday um, because he was talking about how he thinks it's not going to be long before he can join in um, training a little bit just and help out a bit more in terms of movement. Cool. Um, but he does talk about the fact that he thinks playing-wise t- playing he's probably done now, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, that is sad to hear, you know, when you speak to him pass on our... Our condolences, as such, that that is a shame. But it may maybe that's a case of long term as more of the, being the assistant manager role. Okay, I think he just, I think he just likes spending time with me on the side. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Okay, so next up, club captain Morton Solberg. He was injured in our third game of the season. How's his injury coming along? Uh, Morton is fit now, and he is going to be Brilliant. back in the match squad on Monday. I'm hoping as long as nothing happens before then. Um, Obviously, with these type of injuries, um, on the, the the back of the legs, down towards the knee, um, it was it was really unsure what the injury was. To be honest with you, Paul, um, it was one of the ones where he went off as if it was the knee, and then since then it's been more of a muscle injury. All so, right, okay. Um, I am hoping he he's going to be back in the match squad Monday. He has um, he has declared himself fit, um, but he also declared himself fit. About ten minutes after the injury, so it's always best. It's always <laughs> best to check this. That's more he's of his abs- attitude and his determination to to put the team first. He's a warrior. He's an absolute warrior at the back. I said it in the first match, and I'll say it all the way through. He's an absolute warrior when he's on the pitch. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, make sure you wrap him up in cotton wool for the rest of the week. Make sure he, he can get out on Monday then for us. Um, do. Okay, next up, Stefan Slatterberg is out for the season. That was his knee, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, there's. There's no new news on that, unfortunately. It's it's one of these injuries which um, it can flare up at any time. Um, and again, it's like Roger. There's the possibility he might not be able to play competitive again. Um, there's a possibility he could come back in a few months and have no issue. So it's just a waiting game at the minute, unfortunately. Okay, well, fingers crossed on there as well. And, and you yourself, you've made a brief substitute appearance lately. How's the recovery from your ankle injury going? And can we expect some more longer playing time soon? No, I think I'm finished, Paul. Um, my, my my ankle flares up far too quickly and far too painfully for me to um, consider it. The only time you'll see me walking on the pitch is when we very, very short of players. Um, right, so okay. So ho- hopefully never. So that is a bit of a sad news, apart from Morton on, on the holiday injury front. Is there any other players carrying any niggles or injuries issues? Um, I know all has been suffering a bit with shin splints. It's been something he's had for a few weeks now. Um, but he's powering through it. He also damaged his toe as well. Um, a, a David Hay type situation. <laughs> bl- bl- blame the toe. Um, but <laughs> he's powering through, luckily, forward as our playmaker in the centre midfield. So... Um, also Vida as well at the back he came in with a little tight hamstring before the last match um, but he played through it with a, a couple of grimaces but I think he's fine now um, there's been no further news of that so I'm, ass- I'm assuming he's getting through training okay alright brilliant okay anyone else or do you think that's it 
No, I think we're fighting fit apart from them. Fantastic. That's what we like to hear. Okay, um, so on to the league results and table. So as there is an odd number of teams in our division this season, as I said earlier, it's our turn this week for a bye week, so all the other teams are actually in action. Shock result of the weekend was our next opponents, Wagoners. They beat top of the table, Moster 2-0 away. Um, the other three games, Froyland 2 versus Tonstad, Untheim versus Lai, and Risker 2 versus Helleland are all actually playing as we speak now on Tuesday evening, so we can't bring you any scores there so before those three games the table shows that at the top we have Risker 2 on 15 points from 6 Moster on 13 from 6 and then in third it's Unheim on 10 from 5 games at the opposite end of the table sadly it's still ourselves at the bottom in ninth with 3 points from 6 then Lyon Tonstad just above us with both with f 4 points from 5 sorry let's hope that with those two involved in action tonight they don't have a chance to widen that gap from us if you haven't already done so, head over to the English section of the Biakrime website to read this month's issue of our club magazine. Obviously, the club's new website is available in both English and Norwegian, and you can find it at www.biakrimefootball.com. That's football with one O. Next week sees the launch of the second issue of the Biakrime monthly magazine, so make sure you keep watching all the club's Facebook and Twitter pages for the links to a bigger and better second edition of the club magazine, which is going to be released at the end of each and every month. And we've actually got some great news tonight to end the podcast with this week. We've received national recognition for the Beckrime Bulletin, having been featured on the P3.no Higher Football Podcast from NRK. In a segment towards the end of Friday's episode, they discuss our podcast and the club and have great joy in trying to pronounce Paul's surname. They went on to play a short clip from our fair show, and here's a clip of what they had to say. Uh, vi har fått ett, uh, en, en insigelse på vår Facebook. Mm. Ja, väldigt bra. fotboll. Det funkar bra då så. Det är er från Livar. Hej Livar. Uh, Hej. Siden du har fokus på lokalfotbollen och prövat att skapa engagemang runt det, syns det att du bör ta en titt på vad den nya tränaren från laget mitt från jämbygda med Bjerkrem IL fotboll. Uh, fint på. Bjerkrem Miel er da en sjettedivisjonsklubb i Rogaland, ledes av nevnte Paul Wandless. Hæ? Ja, han er fra... Paul ja. what? Wandless. Wand, altså trullestavløs. Han har ikke trullestav. Ja, ja. <laughs> men han har tydeligvis det likevel, for han får til masse greier med Bjerkrem her. Ikke bare spillegruppa, men også på sociala medier. Facebook, Twitter og så videre. This is a tremendous honor for the club to be gaining national recognition like this from such a well-liked and listened to podcast, Paul. Yeah, it's fantastic. Definitely something um, to be proud of. The fact that people are randomly noticing us, which is just superb. Yeah, it just goes to show how far-reaching, I guess, the social media is pushing the club now. And, and who knows what else is to come in the future. So congratulations for all those concerned on their work and everyone at the club. Okay, so that's all for tonight, guys. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget you can now catch this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes so you can listen to us whether you're sat at home with a cuppa or out walking the dog. Just search for Biakrime Bulletin. Thanks again for joining us on the show, Paul. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Okay, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Had a bra. Mm -hmm.